Hey everybody, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, I want to talk about a theory I'm playing with about allowing myself to fail more. Um, now this, this is going to be a bit in the context of my health journey um, and what success really looks like for me this year. Like I've, I go back and forth on a bunch of stuff and I've come to this realization of how I want to live my life in a certain way. I'm going to really give it a good go this year. So let's dive in. I'm sure this will have a bunch of interesting things for people's dyslexic minds to get around. So let's dive in. Okay, let's dive into this one. Now, just let me frame this for those who are neurodiverse, dyslexic, ADHD, who listen to this podcast and why I think this is relevant. Um, for me personally, I've gone through my life, you know, I kind of look at it like I change... I've changed who I am every year or through my life. Be it one thing or the other, something keeps changing. It, it, it's, I struggle to keep things solid, even sometimes things that work. I always remember we used to use this thing called a CRM. You may not be familiar with a customer relationship management system. Sounds really geeky, but it's basically a tool to keep information. And I went through a period where I think I changed the piece of software we were using about 15 times in three years. Now... I just wanted to play with new stuff, try new features. I needed the new stuff. My ADHD side was coming out. I needed that new new vibe that, that was there. Always looking for perfection, that, you know, that thing that doesn't exist. Um, and I was always changing and adjusting. And I've kind of done that forever. And the funniest thing is when I change, I try and change into something that's very solid. You know, something that's very rigid that doesn't flex it doesn't move too much so like for example i'd i'd go into let's go into the health example say i'd go and try and do a diet i'd put all my energy into it the perfect way to get to a certain point and i wouldn't trust myself i'd be like i need to do the keto diet the vegetarian thing i think i did the lemon juices the lemon detox diet at one point this was about 15 years ago Seemed like a good idea at the time. And, you know, I, I put all my energy into it and thought, hey, this is my savior. You know, this is the thing that's going to do it for me. And this was across business. I tried it with, with stuff I did for work. Um, you know, a bunch of different, you know, it's, it's less about the thing. It's more about the pattern. You know, as they say, how someone does one thing is how they do everything. Very, very common. Um, especially you notice a lot with those with dyslexia and ADHD, etc. And for me personally, I really, I was really like that. And it's funny how I've seen myself go back to that, how I see that pattern still arise of where I try and pick something really solid to do. And I was away for the weekend. We went across to a place called Melbourne over in Australia. Went and watched a guy called Dr. Andrew Huberman talk. Um, I'll be doing a podcast on what I learned from that in the next one. It's really interesting, really good speaker, very smart guy, very neurodiverse, you know, just looking at him, <laughs> whether, he, whether he references that in life, you can just see it by the way he is or the way his brain works. Probably more dyslexic than ADHD, I'd guess, but you never know. Um, and he, you know, what I, what I was learning over in Melbourne, I was thinking, I went over there and I, I drank, I drank alcohol and enjoyed it. I ate well and loved it and just had a really good time. And, you know, the old me would have really got frustrated because I'm in a real health kick this year. I'm trying to reach a certain target. I know where I want to be. And the old me would have gone, hmm, that doesn't fit what you're trying to do. 
naughty, bad, and I'd like kind of this imaginary rolled up newspaper would hit me, you know, because I'd be grumpy at myself and just frustrated that I haven't reached this perfection eating like a golden god, like that's ever going to happen. That's just not who I am. <laughs> you know, I'm just not that person. And I, I tried that for years. I've tried everything. Last last year, I then went the opposite way and said, I'm never weighing myself again. Scales are the devil kind of thing. That was, that was where my brain went. It said, I'm going to try it this way. I'm going to go complete intuitive eating. And I learned a heap of good stuff from that experience. I learned about how to do a bunch of stuff, but I also learned what didn't work for me. You know, with no, with no guidelines in what I'm doing or trying to be completely intuitive, it just didn't work for me. It just didn't work for me. And I do know that some people in the neurodiverse field really go well with this, but for me it just didn't work. I need some sort of at least a perimeter around what I'm doing or it's, I'm just, it's just terrible. <laughs> it's just really terrible. If like I go, hey, you can do anything all the time, whenever you want. I just swing back and forth across the bell curve and it's just hilarious. I just bounce like I'm just, and it never works out remarkably well. I usually get a lot of good experience from it, but it, I don't usually hit a result that I'm after. So what I've really realized this year is that, you know, I know what works. I've been doing this long enough. You know, for me personally, relatively low carb, low high processed food is ideal for me. And I'm really good at doing runs of it for say seven to 10 days at a time, um, or even shorter periods, maybe it's five or six days at a time. Um, and, I, and I'm good at it. I can just drink a couple of smoothies a day. I can have one meal over that time. I don't worry about differentiating stuff or having different stuff. And I can do that for six days. Um, I can eat really well, I can go to the gym, and then I need a day off from time to time. Or if I'm going away up to Melbourne for two days, I take two days off and can be me and just realize that I'm going to be taking the drugs of delicious food, the high-processed sugars, the, the shit that we know is bad for us, right? I can do that. Like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> it's just the way I operate. Um, and I need that kind of difference and release within a constraint to make my make my brain work because the minute I try and say you're never allowed that again what does my brain want to do it wants what I'm not allowed again that's all it does because it's interesting it's it's scary it's kind of out there it's it's interesting my ADHD side especially loves that it's like oh interesting why can't I have this I want more of that whereas now I'm like hey I've, and I've kind of realized this, I've been kind of coming to this realization this year um, that trying to build my balanced lifestyle must look so weird to the rest of the world. But for me, it works for how I work. It works for how my mind works. You know, and like what I've learned this year is I st I've, I've stepped on the scales every day I'm next to them. If I'm away in Melbourne, I don't step on the scales, but if I'm here, for example, I do. And I've removed, I spent a lot of time removing this need to always be losing weight because that was the killer early on in my life is every time I stepped in the scales and I went up, I was like, what have I done wrong? And removing that pain and just going, hey, here's where I started. Here's where I want to be. Here's a really realistic time frame for that with a lot of room to, to mess up, make mistakes, you know, get it wrong. And when I say get it wrong, just kind of go off the tangent. But I know where I'm going. 
I know on a sheet, this is where I am, this is where I'm going. I'm tracking it every day, so I'm making it conscious. I know a heap of, I, I've got a heap of tools that I built up over the last year and many years before it. Be it going for a nice long hour walk, going to the gym three times a week. These are all tools that work towards me reaching my health goal. You know, I have smoothies that I eat that I really like that are great for me. I, you know, I've got a bunch of these great, I, I think of them as like a bag of tools that I can use at any one time. And I know where I'm going and I, I can kind of, I can trust my intuitive self to a point, but I have to have this kind of, I like I call them creative constraints, but I've got to have this constraint around the edges. I can't just go, you can be 1 million percent intuitive, Stephen. Good luck. Because it doesn't work for me. I actually, it doesn't. Like people go, oh, dyslexics are so intuitive. We are. But my gosh, if we just let our intuitive selves run our lives, my gosh, what would we, where would we live? How would the world work? It would be insane. Like my, <laughs> my intuitive self is mad sometimes. Like <laughs> it's like a child in a candy shop. If I said, hey, I'm taking off all the rails, good luck. Uh, God knows where I'd be. So like, I think what I've learned over the years, or what I have learned over the years is that the intuitive side is really powerful. It makes some really good decisions, but it has to be put in constraints. So it's kind of like there has to be somewhere for it to operate. You know, it's kind of like trying to trying to have a racing, a race, imagine racing cars, racing around a track, take the track out and just, just make it complete astroturf in a big square and say race with no lines, no nothing. Like you just have cars driving around in circles doing burnouts and you know, it'd be boring, right? It just wouldn't, you would never get to a result. You'd always be kind of just spinning your wheels. Sometimes the car would do a great thing, like a wheelie and everyone would clap. Sometimes it would do, you know, other things cars do. Probably a terrible example with my limited knowledge. But maybe a burnout or a, you know, maybe it spun around or did something cool. Fire came out the thing. But it would never get anywhere. It would just be like a bunch of cars driving around, you know, doing weird tricks. Like it wouldn't actually end in a result. Now, you know, and that's kind of how I felt is that I kind of, I go from one extreme where it's kind of like, here's the track, here is the car you will drive down the track, here is how you will operate this car. And my focus in that zone just leaves after a week or two. I just can't, I can't stick to that. Whereas now I'm kind of like, okay, I'm a car with a big panel of buttons. I can press all these different buttons to get the result I want but I don't know when I'm going to press all of them. I've got an idea. I've got knowledge. I've got experience. I've tried them all before. Um, and I've got this really wide racetrack, okay? But it is a racetrack. I know where I'm going. I know what the direction is. And for me, that's getting weighed and knowing what that looks like and my measurements. That is my racetrack because I'm, I'm keeping a track of it. I know if I've started going backwards on the track or forwards. I'm clear on that. But I'm also allowing myself enough space to live my life and to, you know, not get sick of the race. Because if I get sick of the race, I just stop. I go off the racetrack and I, I mess around. Where now I'm finding like, hey, I can take a couple of days out in Melbourne. Or if I'm away camping, I was away camping in January. I had five days where I did my thing. Now, even then, I was still conscious of it. So... I wasn't completely crazy, but it allowed me to be me without 
that kind of person in the back of my head saying, you've got to do it a certain way, Stephen. You've got to do it a certain way. And so having that sort of track and allowing myself to then use these intuitive tools on the track, that works for me so well. Be it in work and, and employment and improving my businesses, exactly the same way. And it's exactly the same way as, um, you know, relationships. You know, me and my wife, we're on, a, we're on a certain track. We talk to each other about what that track looks like. Now, we both have a bunch of different tools and skills. And we communicate those as well as we can. We don't always get it right, but we do as much as we can. And we trust that because we're at least going in the same direction, we know we're going to have a few bumps along the way and things aren't always going to work out, but we're going to get there because we're using those intuitive tools. And I think that's been a real big realization to me. And success this year, especially in my health journey, it's about really getting that balance right and realizing what it needs to look like and making sure I keep those racetracks really firm, like I am tracking my racetrack. I don't just ignore it. I don't get fearful from it. Um, yeah, that's what I want to share. I hope that makes sense. I hope that gives you some context for a challenge you're looking at or maybe something that you keep going back and forth on. Because if you can get your head around that, it can be very, very powerful. And um, yeah, it's exciting. But keep an eye out for my next podcast. It's going to be about Andrew Huberman and the uh, awesome event I went to. So uh, until next time, have an epic rest of your week.